1: Eight minutes after eight here on AM Live and it's time now for the Forum at Eight. Thank you so much for tuning in. In the past few years, we've seen shopping malls spring up uh, all over the show, basically on every corner of townships and they house big retail shops. Now, others have held these developments as rejuvenation of the township economy. However, recently, a Deputy Minister of Planning, Monitoring and Evaluation, Buti Manamela, has been quoted as saying that uh, these shopping malls in townships lead to the destruction of small businesses and that is the focus of our question this morning on the Forum at 8 as we ask, are shopping malls killing small business development in townships? What is your view? Are you perhaps a small business owner in the township? Are you someone who is thinking of starting a business in the township and what is your view on the role being played by uh, these big shopping malls? Give us a call on 891 You can also SMS us on 34701 one alternatively send us a twitter or facebook message at am live on safm or at sakina kamwendo and let me just apologize right off the bat that we often are inundated with messages we will try and read as many of them as we can but uh, in the event that we can't please go to our website www.safm.co.za and you will find all your messages there so you can have a look at yours and also what other people are saying. With that said uh, back to the topic at hand are shopping malls killing small business development in our townships. Thanks for coming through this morning uh, Mr Putimana Amela. thank you so much.
2: Good morning and thanks uh, for having me once again.
1: And we also have with us the founder of Black Like Me and CEO of Lipazi Investments, Mr. Herman Mashaba, on the line. Thanks for your time as well, Mr. Mashaba.
0: It's a pleasure to really appear on your show again.
1: Now, uh, Mr. Manamela, let me start with you. You say that uh, these white-owned conglomerates uh, such as Pick and Pay, ShopRite, Woolworths, Spa, they are destroying small businesses in the township. Explain to us your thinking.
2: Look, I mean, essentially, the, this is this was taken from a, a, a longer article where I was um, arguing that the. A full circle of uh, the full circle of uh, business businesses, uh, malls in townships are essentially destroying or have destroyed, in fact, small businesses in our communities. If you look at, for instance, who owns uh, malls, who finances malls, who gets to occupy, uh, you know, the uh, shops in malls, uh, and the relationship between that and including local communities where those malls are uh, 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 are built uh, so the entire cycle of uh, the existence of malls is a reflection of the uh, entirety of the ownership of the economy in the country so so big financial institution come in to finance the construction of those malls big retail come in to occupy uh, uh, you know those uh, malls with complete exclusion and isolation of communities where we come from. So your corner shop township uh, gets shut down. Your uh, financial cooperative or stock fell gets shut down because now there's a bank and all of that. And I think that, uh, I mean, uh, the the my argument shouldn't be gotten wrong yes it is important that uh, you know people in communities get value for money uh, retail uh, shops such as Shoprat and checkers because they are bulk buyers therefore sell people uh, uh, you know cheaper uh, financial institutions such as bank because also they are uh, you know they've got a bigger customer base are much better off than uh, you know your stock files mm. where money is saved uh, under the mattress and all of that but I think the point is that the the um, uh, the uh, building of or the construction and arrival of malls, which many people associate with development i mean there was a community in Limpopo where they were marching saying, "Look, all we want is a mall as if that 's a symbol of progress but although it is associated with that, but the extent in which it destroys small businesses. At the time when we need it the most uh, You know is is, is, is Actually shameful and, and what I said In that article was that We need to be moving more towards If there's a mall that is being built Inevitable as that may be How do we include communities where those Malls uh, are I mean who owns Maponya Mall Not not the building as as is uh, per se, but you know the people who occupy the the the, the shops are communities in so way. To part and parcel of the stake, uh, 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 you mm. know, have they been included in the final analysis? Because uh, you know, inevitably, their small business initiatives were actually destroyed by the arrival of malls. So that's essentially what we're saying. Should this
1: not uh, be you know an effort that focuses on maybe upskilling? Um, uh, small business um, uh, entrepreneurs on the ground in the townships because when you talk about economies of scale for example we've seen this with uh, the um, foreign shop owners in the townships and this is something that uh, the local business owners have had a huge outcry about but what is stopping them from actually coming together pooling their resources and uh, you know uh, which puts them then in a favorable position to compete with other bigger players how important do you think education is for small business owners in the township
2: i don't think the issue is is uh, of education i think the issue is that we have in our mind that uh, big is actually better uh you know so when we think competition we think let's uh, let's build uh, big retailers uh let's get smaller businesses to get together and form this big uh, uh, you know uh, uh, cooperative and all of that uh you know and and when in effect big has actually led to the destruction of smaller businesses uh, it is monopolies that uh, get in there because of their resource because of their buying power that gets into those communities and destroy smaller uh, uh, businesses and therefore uh, you know it's it would be difficult for uh, you know a makubela who owns a tax shop in Soweto to compete forget about uh, you know foreign owned small businesses that's not yeah, even Makubella a but makubela
1: can't even compete with mohammed next door
2: but even worse, even worse, even before, uh, you know, the, the the so-called phenomena of foreign-owned small businesses, uh, you know, the encroachment of, uh, uh, or rather the arrival of, uh, 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 you know, uh, big uh, businesses in communities had already destroyed, uh, uh, you know, small uh, companies. You see, for instance, in the past, uh, and, and, you know, in anticipation, I know, um, uh, uh, Herman Mashaba will argue that, you know, I mean, he and other people made it against all odds in the past hmm. uh, in, 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 in starting small scale and all of that. But the reality, for instance, is that they were protected by the naivety of the apartheid system, which did not want to serve black communities which uh, saw exclusion even to the extent that, uh, uh, you know, uh, and segregation even to the extent that, uh, you know, black communities do not deserve being served, uh, you know, by white businesses. Uh, And therefore, there was this protected market essentially for shabins, for tax shops, for supermarkets, uh, you know, for the tax industry, for all sorts of industries. But, uh, you know, uh, I mean, people who celebrate the most with the destruction of apartheid is big business because it gave them access to this market that was exclusively available, uh, you know, for small entrepreneurship in the township. Now, the point is, how do we, yes, you can't stop the fact that big business wants to operate in in, in our communities and malls have become the access point for them. But how do we ensure that we not only include black communities, black businesses into those, but how do we also transform, uh, you know, how big business operates in township? And it's not only about uh, you know cheaper prices for consumers but it's also about where do those profits go if shoprite checkers is in in our communities if it's making billions of rands does that get reinvested in soweto uh, or mm. uh, in sukukuni or wherever uh, uh, you know uh, that business operate to create more jobs to better uh, you know the the face of all of those communities my argument is that it doesn't it still goes back uh, you know to Santon to uh, uh, Umshanga to cape town and all of that in communities which are already developed so i think that's the point we're trying to
1: make herman mashaba all
0: right good morning and thank you very much uh, for really having this uh interesting debate and i think i personally really, really request the Minister to really look at, uh, not really look at this matter from a racial perspective. I think, you know, for for, for me and many millions of South Africans out there, these shopping centres have really been a grazing uh, opportunity for our people. I can really quickly give you five positive developments around uh, these areas. If you really look at uh, what uh, these shopping centres have really done in our communities, we've spoken during apartheid days, even really now that uh, these companies are not investing in our communities, now, all of a sudden, the uh, big business is uh, in, is uh, uh, investing in our communities now we have a problem with it. so I think the positive development the property around uh, those shopping centers you go and talk to anyone being to or Alexander or anywhere else in the country where the shopping centers are. when ask the people the value of their houses they have really almost almost uh, really doubled over the years since since the shopping centers were built that's the first one. secondly the convenient shopping experience of our people, uh, and uh, an old lady in in uh, in, in Shawela does not really have to really travel to into the city centres any longer to really have that great shopping experience. Shop from shop right checkers uh, next door, get into a pet store a store. So that shopping experience that uh, our people don't have to really get into two to, to, to the before they can really get that experience. Now they can really get it around the corner from their own neighbourhood where they can actually walk. Also, uh, third point, uh, competitive pricing. Our people don't have to really be buying from uh, sponsor shops where they are charged uh, prices that are not uh, uh, competitive. So our people now have got an opportunity to really pay the same prices what people are paying in St. or in, in Headfield. So I think to really say this is not really benefiting our people, I think for me it's really not really fair. Now you look at the employment opportunities of our people. During apartheid, uh, our mothers and fathers have to really travel long distances to really get to the places of employment. Look at the, the op- employment opportunities that these uh, this, uh, shopping malls are uh, uh, providing to our people. Walking mm. distance. Do we really interested in our people traveling from Soweto to really only work in Soweto? Now a uh, uh, guy in Shawala uh, can now go and work in Checkers in, in Shawela, not in, 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 in Senton also what is i think for me is also quite important if you look at the management training going into all the shopping centers when look at the people running this, uh, this big shopping uh, centers and and also really running the stores you look at the opportunity within the next five, ten, twenty years, the management capacity that this country is building. So that these guys who are now running the manager of Shoprite Checkers or a manager of Pick and Pay, one day he will have an opportunity to go and run his business, having the actual management training that we've been complaining mm-hmm. that the big business is not giving our people those opportunities. So for but, me, there's, there's really so much. Uh, that is really so positive for, for our communities, really having the shopping centers in our communities and having them only in Centennial or in Tresoria. In, in
1: but beyond uh, the uh, uh, property value uh, escalating and beyond uh, the employment opportunities that are created for people in the township, how else is big business giving back to these townships, Herman?
0: What I'm saying is uh, that putting their money into those communities, is it not a positive contribution? It's already, that. what else do you really need to to really, what contribution must they make? I'm giving you all the convenient shopping experience. They're giving our people competitive prices. They are giving employment to our people. They are giving management training to, to, to our people in the community so that one day they can have the management capacity to be able to really run these businesses, their own businesses.
1: So you are saying that is enough?
0: No, it's not enough. But but already what I'm trying to say it's for for us to say there are no benefits I think is no because in life there I'm not can saying always there aren't be benefits.
1: I'm asking what are the benefits beyond the obvious ones?
0: Well, but how can this be obvious? These are, these are real. They are, are real obvious. Benefits.
1: If you put up a mall, you will have to employ people. How else will it operate? If you put up a mall, naturally, people's uh, property value will escalate because they are living next to the center that becomes okay. one this, of this, convenience.
0: These big, shop, this big uh, businesses are paying their taxes coming out of those communities so that the government can really have the money to really go and really do development somewhere else. So they are paying taxes. They are registered.
2: Look, I mean, uh, Adam Smith, whom I hope uh, uh, Mr. Mashaba has read, says that the baker does not provide bread because he or she loves the customer. Uh, You know, the baker breaks bread because they want profit. That's why uh, uh, you know big business went into 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 uh, uh, you know the townships. And I think the key and central point is over and above all of these things which are all contestable. I mean I agree with you know closer shopping experience, I agree with lower prices because they are bulk buyers. But uh, if you look at for instance the transformation in terms of management, uh, the racial transformation in terms of senior management. Let's say for instance in the Retail sector. The employment equity report is damning in terms of this sector. If you look at uh, uh, you know issues around new employment, because it's it's more substitution. It's more taking uh, you know jobs away from Santin and from all these bigger cities and putting those jobs back mm-hmm. into which I fully agree with. By the way, that our people don't have to spend uh, hours on end. Uh, uh, you know, traveling to their places of work, but uh, you know, to argue that these are new uh, jobs, I, I don't think that. But it's equally,
1: should it come down to ha- to government having to uh, legislate protectionist policies in order to protect t- the township economy, uh, to protect small businesses, is that necessarily the ideal intervention? No, here? that's
2: that's not that's not an ideal intervention. Okay, look, it's it's not about protectionists. Policies. I think it's uh, firstly more about uh, uh, support, uh, uh, trade and industry, government support. Uh, I think that's very, very important. Secondly, it is about ensuring that big business is inclusive of local uh, communities. So uh, skills transfer doesn't have to be managerial or doesn't have to be in terms of employment, but it also has to be around, uh, 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 you know, employment, the initial uh, uh, approach towards empowerment, where you know Standard Bank gets into a deal in its totality with an ind- uh, with an individual, as opposed to uh, uh, you know smaller pockets of empowerment in local communities. I think it's one of those things that uh, you know we 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 will uh, uh, have to look at. I think the third thing is uh, you know supporting cooperative. I think that uh, yes, we we can do the other first two, but if Black local businesses and townships do not cooperate, uh, not in the not to the extent that they should become uh, monopolies, but to the extent that they can be able to, uh, you know, uh, transfer uh, uh, savings, uh, uh, you know, into the pockets uh, of customers. I think that that's very mm. very critical. And I think finally, uh, and and this is a very important finally, the the government's program around building black industrialists is in manufacturing and in all. Is going to be one of the backbones to be able to pass over, uh, uh, you know, uh, cheaper products that will then, uh, you know, be the backbone of supporting local business.
1: And I do promise we'll make time to unpack that particular yep. matter. Let's go to the lines. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero eight. Monday and Joburg. Good morning. Good morning, Fatima. Good morning, Minister. Morning. Minister, I, I just worry about. I think the angle that you are taking.
3: I mean, I, I think you're coming from a good place, but I just worry when we're blurring the lines between, uh, on the one hand, yes, having more than townships is definitely a developmental area. I mean, some of the benefits have been highlighted, which I will not um, um, uh, concentrate on. But I just worry that, you know, we seem to be blurring uh, the responsibility of small businesses, for example, to become innovative. I mean, the old way of doing township business, I mean, let's face it, is not necessary. The principle is good, but the methodology clearly needs to change. And it's not necessarily the, 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 the issue around having more. It's really are saying, how do we focus as a, as a people, and not the government, as a people and civil society, to empowering our new businesses to make sure that they offer services that are sustainable and goods at prices which are affordable. That's not necessarily an issue around more. I mean, mm. I, I think that, you know, that's not blatant lines. And then secondly, I just worry about your comments around stuff, you know. Um, that culture uh, will never go away. I mean, it, it's decades and decades where African people, that is how people, our people live. do those lines are taken to banks. And people don't have to go to Johannesburg anymore. They can just go to Maponya Mall and, and do their banking there. So, to-
1: Oh, and there we lost, Nomonde. But I'll tell you what, Nomonde, we got the gist of it. And um, I don't necessarily want to take any more calls because we are fast coming up to news time. So Eddie, Tato, Felix, everybody else, please just hold on. We'll call you back. We'll take your calls after this news break. And um, your messages streaming in as well. Let me run through a few of those rather in the meantime. Moya Khabo Motseha says, I agree fully with Buti Manamela. It doesn't only affect small business. It affects the ladies who sell veg. Vegetables as well, uh, Sipo Mango says, yes, SK, uh, they are. But at the same time, they are creating more job opportunities. Since uh, Sichaba Santo says small business needs to have a long term growth strategy so that they become mega businesses in the townships, hence more jobs. And Mangali Songobo, foreign shop owners are innovative. And that is why they are surviving in the townships, despite the presence of shopping malls. Keep those comments coming. Let's just continue taking a few more calls before we get our panel to respond. Eddie in Cape Town, good morning.
4: Good morning, Sakina, how are you? Good and you, Eddie. Um, yes, um, I think, Sakina, just a few points from me. The first point is I think the Minister is conflating issues there. Um, I think what he's talking about is um, what governments uh, are is for small businesses in the country. So... I don't think that is related to shopping malls, that's the first issue. The second issue is um, an issue of whether the government wants pro- protectionism or open market. So I would like the Minister to respond to that. But um, Sakina, for me, the question I always speak to, uh, I run a business as well, and the, the, the question I always pose to my fellow South Africans is if, if the economy of South Africa if we are brutally honest, if the economy of South Africa goes down, and um, us, black South Africans especially, have to go to, say, for example, go and survive in Nigeria, go survive in Zimbabwe, go survive in Malawi. Will we survive really with this kind of mentality? I don't think so. So I think the minister is sending a wrong message, together with um, the small business minister, Lindy Wezzulu, um where obviously our guys, small businesses, don't have to be innovative, they just have to sit back and have a, a, a head, a begging hat, for, for, for someone to come and fill it up. But finally, Satina, um, um, the, 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 the shopping malls, um, uh, the, the, the pros for having shopping malls in the location is, is higher than small business because the minister seems to be saying it's okay for, for, for small businesses to be there and charge higher prices and for getting the consumers. I mean... You can only be as good as your product is marketable, and your product is being needed by the market. So, I just fail to understand how the minister is trying to conflict issues like okay. that. Okay,
1: yeah? thank you so much, Eddie. Uh, let's go to uh, Ruth Bengu, uh, Parliament Small Business Committee. Good morning.
3: Good morning, Fakina, the minister, the deputy minister, and the listeners. Welcome. Uh, I, I I agree with the with the deputy minister. And my point is uh, this. In the establishment of shopping malls in townships and rural areas, we need to employ a developmental approach that begins to address issues of poverty, unemployment, and inequalities. As much as I agree with Norman Mashaba uh, in terms of uh, Rural malls and township malls are creating jobs, uh, providing uh, uh, people with uh, managerial skills and, and, and ensuring that uh, there are cheaper goods. But we should not lose sight of the fact that uh, one, we have inequalities in South Africa. Two communities exist, a trader community and a consumer community. The consumer community is the black person in South Africa. Number two, we should also not lose sight of the fact that black people who are in townships and in rural areas did not have skin because of their own desire. It was because of the laws of these countries that were created. Therefore, the government has to come in to change the situation. And I'm happy that we are discussing this issue on the year of celebrating the Freedom Charter. And clause three of the Freedom Charter says, the world of the country shall be shared amongst the people. And 3.3 says, all other industries and trade shall be controlled to assist with the well-being of these people. Now, I want to make three points. Deployment of, of rural malls and townships has to take into account the issue of Ownership of the mall, which brings in ownership of the people that are living in the townships, are part of the smaller shops that would close down and are part of the general dealers that would close down. Number two, ownership of the multinational retail sector that actually becomes the tenant of the of the rural mall and the township mall. Thirdly, the supplier chain to the retail sector, which then begins to transform the retail sector to say, Where do they buy from? We mm. have three policies that can assist us to, to achieve that. The 70% local procurement, the 30% procurement from smes and also the, the, the dealing with issues of inequality. So for me, if that's then, those two policies, local pro, 70% local procurement, 30% procurement from SNN is buying agricultural goods. We have engaged with the retail sector as the portfolio committee. They are saying the retail sector is a 77, 77 billion rand on agricultural goods. That's the, 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 the power of their buying power of agricultural goods. 77 billion mm. rand per annum. And they are saying to us, we don't buy those goods from disadvantaged people. We are buying those goods from we are importing agricultural goods, mm. more than seventy percent. And out of the thirty percent that we are buying from South Africa, only between two and two and a half percent is bought from the the, 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 the the disadvantaged and black communities. Okay Got you said then. That, we also need them to 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 align our support services to address those issues that are making it impossible for our people to become part of the supply chain. And that is the responsibility of the, of the government to actually
1: do that. And we'll come back to that. Uh, thank you so much for your contribution. Uh, that was uh, Ruth Bengu, who is the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Small Business. And uh, let's go to Tato in Nelspread. Good morning, Tato. Good
5: morning. How are you in the panel? Well, thanks. Good, thanks. Uh, I, I, I'm also a small uh, business operating in, 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 in the township uh my i'll speak on my behalf on uh, our biggest challenge is that and our biggest request will be that we would request the government to also check into the private sector the government must come on board government must work with municipalities to develop or to assist businesses or to develop their own uh, infrastructure which small businesses will go and lease from government and at the later stage will be transferred to municipalities for maintenance and obviously overlooking of the operation and then then government could actually like for instance scale a place like i'll make an example a place like hendrina which has about let's say less than hundred thousand people living in that place why would you go in in, and do a mall there or a shopping complex which will include shop writing checkers where else you can just go to areas where there's still small scale of you, you you actually have options to say that okay on a small of if, if, if the community is less than 150 or 200, there's no more that's supposed to be there, but instead we're going to assist small businesses there to develop their own infrastructure, and then we want to make them to operate. And at later stage, the government will go and review and say that, okay, now people of, of that area are no more now between that scale. It, it has now moved to 250. Let's get in shop right checkers. But then the shop right checkers must come to government and partner with government and also go and list in, in, in that area where government has developed. Because mm. obviously, once you do that, the nice part about that is, look, what these big companies are doing, are working with uh, financial uh, companies, big financial companies that can able, developers that are able to come to the township, develop an area and lease to them. Okay. But if the government if government can develop their own, that money will stay within that municipality because municipalities will be leasing out to
6: all these companies.
1: Okay, got companies. you, Tato and Alsprey. Thank you so much. Mpoh and Centurion.
6: Morning, Sakina, and morning to the Deputy Minister. Uh, Sakina, first let me congratulate the Deputy Minister for this informative discussion that we, we much need in sort of. Two points I want to make is that if, if we want to be simplistic about the issues raised by the Deputy Minister, we could easily misunderstand the issues that he raised and the point that he makes. Sakina, this is an issue that is so much linked to the post aborted transformation discourse. Transformation of township economy is an integral part of transformation of the broader society, and with specific attention to black communities. The point of Mr. Mashawa almost reinforces the idea that black people should remain sedated to white people, because mass employment is an opportunity that he identifies, and therefore white people must continue to, to employ black people. The issue of pricing. Pricing is an instrument of power that determines the level of competitive advantage. And Ensure the people who have got advantage on capital, they will play around pricing to undermine black business. I think there's a need for deliberate government policy that supports the development of black business. We're not saying Woolworths and ShopRite are not providing opportunities, but we're calling for black business that can compete at the same level, at the right price with Woolworths and ShopRite. And okay. we need to appreciate that. It's an important debate. Thank you. All
1: right. Uh, thank you so much, Mpoh. Um, uh Bega is in spray as well. Good morning, Bega.
7: Hi. Good morning, Sakina, uh, and good morning to the minister. Uh, I will make some few points here. One is that firstly, to congratulate the minister as well. I think it's a, it's a brilliant job that he's tackled the a very a topics that a lot of people are afraid to tackle. Uh, so my points are as follows: one. The, we shouldn't take a very simplistic approach to this problem because it's very complex. And I think the minister fully grasps it, and and and, and he must stay on course and, and challenge the issue. The the reasons given by other callers and even Mr. Mashaba himself around why are uh, black entrepreneurs not taking advantage of the market, the, the the skill shortage that is required to run the businesses are historic problems that require government to get involved and redress. And and the two last points, one is that there are government policies that attempt to tackle the issue, but I think that most of the people that are supposed to implement those are not fully resourced, and I think the portfolio committees and the minister's initiative must put a lot of resources behind the people who monitor at the local municipality level when these malls are being built, that there is a transformation agenda to that. And lastly, I think we definitely, if we say that the township economy, or township is a big market, or black communities are a big market, There needs to be a more aggressive approach in terms of policy to protect that market because that is our market and and our people need uh, to create businesses and we have a market and we need to protect that market to allow for black entrepreneurs to take advantage of the market. They come mm. to the township because they know there's money there. They're not okay. they're not coming there to come and help us. They're coming there to, because they know there's money and government must intervene, and I think the minister is doing extremely extreme, extreme well and he must stay on course. The struggle continues.
1: Thank you, Bega. Mohammed in Barberton.
8: Uh, good morning to yourself, your guest, and your listeners. I'd like to touch on two things. I gave a David and Goliath two true story and a suggestion to the minister regarding what, those big enterprises and the finances must do. David and Goliath story, there's a business near Soweto called Devlin, Keshe and Kerry. They were up in position, uh, opposition to Metro and what they did is they extended their business hours and they worked very hard and today Devlin, Keshe and Kerry has bought over most of the Metros and there is no Metros anymore. This was hard work and perseverance and longer business hours and paying attention and working hard within your own business. Number two, the people who are financing the malls and the big chain stores. Maybe they must get, uh, if if the minister can consider legislating something to the effect that these finance houses and these uh, big retailers that operate in a certain municipal district must start forming uh, non-profit companies to develop our communities in terms of basic services that uh, municipalities uh, um, are unable to do or where corrupt municipalities are failing for example, water, sanitation, and basic uh, needs. If we can uh, ask them or uh, impose upon them to invest back into the community, but it must done properly without involving any corrupt municipality.
1: Okay. Thank you, Mohammed. Let me read some messages and then I'm going to uh, revert to the panel. Uh, this one from Vusi in Cape Town. Vusi says, I'm willing to bet that uh, Buti buys his suits in Santon and not at uh, some <laughs> shop in the township. Uh, Dipsy and Sedi Beng says, it is this government that made Herman and he is that type that removes the ladder after climbing. Think twice Herman and I support what the Deputy Minister is saying. Uh, further on uh, township shops were closed by tenders uh, those were the first people to enter the tendering space and they abandoned their shops in exchange for millions in RDP houses. Week says we have been saved from inflated pr- prices by our local b- black business people. Foreign owned uh, are good due to the low prices. Dear Minister this is all government's fault why don't you ask mall owners to make space available for black SMEs as part of the conditions of development. Uh, Jill and George Mkasibe um, say uh, Putiman Mela's comments not true uh, we at the Mkasibe group have been serving township spazas for at least 25 years and they are booming uh, thanks to foreign business, uh, P, uh, foreign business people taking them over and keeping their prices down and and not charging exorbitant prices. And then um, Mariana in PE says, pick and pay was one of the first big concerns to give many black people jobs. Be careful what you uh, when you bite the hand that feeds you. Uh, do you now want to destroy such? Pot, kettle, black? Maponya Mall belongs to the Maponya family. And this one says, I think uh, we should be looking at the savings to the local consumer rather than small business. The larger entities pay tax and they contribute uh, thus uh, to the greater sustainability of the economy. There is a planning process and these entities through rates uh, cross subsidize unsustainable community infrastructure. And there are many more of those. But let's go to Herman Mashaba uh, to respond to some of these comments. Yeah,
0: no, just really quickly, Sakinda. I, I think, you know, this perception, actually wrong, dangerous perception of our people believing that uh, government is going to be their saviour, their savior. they're making a terrible mistake because uh, politicians, by and large, are there for themselves and their families. And I think uh, our current uh, situation in parliament clearly illustrated that. So I think for people to really have this impression that once someone uh, is a politician, is a minister, uh, therefore their cases are going to really be solved, it's a really wrong dangerous uh, uh, thinking. And I think what is also important is I think if we can really appeal to our people, to, to or government in particular, to really stop the thinking of running our economy along racial lines. Because for as long as we're going to be running this economy along racial lines, I can assure you the economy, our economy is going to be forever punished. We know and are aware of how our GDP is performing in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And I think for us to really be accelerating this racial terrorization of our society, in our country, really really, completely destroying the way that Nelson Mandela tried to really build in this country when he took over power. We will really be punished uh, seriously going forward as a country. Also, thinking about the social thinking that uh, people go into business uh, to really help others. People go into business, entrepreneurs, anywhere all over the world for the last 2,000 years. Sustainable businesses are run by those entrepreneurs that seize, seize the opportunity and really do something about it. And obviously, once they make money somewhere along the line, they can really help society. But the primary reason why people go into business is to really to make money and take care of themselves and their families. It's got nothing to do with uh, Unemployment has nothing to do with helping other people. But mm. the beauty of it is that when uh, entrepreneurs and business people make the money, that's when they, they get involved in helping communities. But you can't help the community when you yourself are looking for work. I mean, you're looking for, for, for help. So I think we need to really do something about this perception, really saying to our people that they must go into business to help others. You go into business to, to really help yourself, because if you help yourself, you will be helping the overall society. And Mm -hmm. I think we we keep on really coming out with this perception that... uh we, will. We, we'll our people must go into business to help others. That is why our businesses are not sustainable. There's absolutely nothing wrong with our people running successful businesses, making money as long as those businesses operate within the legal framework, they pay their taxes, they are registered. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that and we need our politicians, our government to encourage our people to actually think in that, in that
1: manner. Haman Mashaba, just a quick one on what uh, Ruth Bengu raised about a developmental approach. Uh, would you agree with that
0: look you know what uh, uh, t- for me it's such a socialist thinking for someone that's just really looking to really get uh, promotion in government you're not really thinking about the communities for us you really think that uh, the shopping centers are disservice de- to our people really going to our communities why are our people in those shopping centers now food b- buying convenient shopping getting the right type of prices so let's really think about uh, th- those people not actually think about ourselves
2: mela? Mm, Look, I mean, I want to respond to a couple of questions, but I think the first interesting one is uh, uh, Mashaba spoke earlier about the shopping experience, which I think is actually a fallacy. If you go to uh, a township, there's a shop right. But if you go to Santin and uh, Houghton and all, there's something called hyper uh, market, which is a completely deep, a Checkers hyper or something mm. like, which is completely different from what you get in the township. Uh, you know, so this whole notion and, and it, it goes on and on with all the other, uh, uh, you know, retailers that in township it's substandard franchises that are brought there and therefore there's no such a thing that you're bringing certain service and shopping experience, uh, you know, into into the township. So I wanted to dismiss that fallacy, uh, uh, you know, right on. Yes, there must be competition But competition must be fair. You cannot expect, uh, uh, you know, businesses which were protected by the apartheid system, which has flourished because of the support they got from the apartheid system, to compete fairly with small business that had absolutely no support at all. And I think that, you know, to to come here and suggest that... uh, uh, you know, to put in measures that begins to protect small businesses Against businesses that, whose sustainability has been guaranteed uh, You know, many of these businesses were given an open check By the apartheid government And today we want to suggest that they'll, uh, you know, fairly compete With, uh, uh, you know, businesses in township in So what are you
1: suggesting, that businesses, small businesses today be given the same? No, 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 they have to be supported
2: There's no doubt about But how about do you that. intend
1: on supporting them?
2: the Look, there. Um, uh, uh, you know there are multiple programs. There's the NYDA support program for small businesses. The trade and people will tell support. you they don't
1: even know where it is.
2: In fact, in fact, uh, uh, you know there are a lot more small businesses that are supported by government that are very innovative that do not want protection in terms of the market, but that want support for their own sustainability. Thousands and thousands of small businesses out there. My worry. Look, the point is the minister of small. Uh, uh, Business Development has a plan That's a program and this issue was not Necessarily about small businesses The, the main and central Issue was the general Ownership of the economy And And I think that to, to, to Suggest that we must not make The issue about the race when it is already About race where if you look At the ownership patterns for instance Because this was triggered by who owns The Johannesburg Stock Exchange 3% of those are black people If you look at the shops which are in the most in the townships many of those if you look at their stocks in the stock market it's mainly white conglomerate and it's already a racial issue and to suggest that we should make it i think the mentality that if it works it shouldn't matter who owns it i think it's it's a a, a, you know it's a very misleading mentality and i think that point is how do we get People involved and included into the, uh, uh, you know, into but the But are you the, not creating
1: unrealistic expectations?
2: No, it's not unrealistic expectations. The point is, if Standard Bank gets into the township, if Standard Bank is going to be making money, making profit, not because they love, uh, uh, you know, people in the township, but they're going to be making money. Firstly... Who are they in partnership with besides, I mean, without destroying those, uh, uh, you know, small, uh, you can call them, uh, uh, you know, backward and lack of innovative, mm. I mean, one of the callers, uh, you know, referred. but those were the alternatives. And it's not that, uh, you know, uh, people in the township do not want to move on.
1: But what I'm referring to is the fact that if government says that they will now come out and support small businesses, that expectation that is created, government very government well needs to come up with a plan already that supports- Sure that that is, but, but but it needs to be broad based puttimala people need to see and feel this on the ground because it's all good and well to speak it, but when people go to Nada firstly, they can't find the officers, secondly, they will complain. If we were to start a show right now and open the lines. I can guarantee you that all you will hear will be complaints of people who are not getting the support that they've been promised.
2: And I I can definitely assure you, I mean, the Minister of Small Business Development is one of the most active. And I'm certain if you call her into the show uh, about the support that government is giving to small businesses, I'm certain she'll be here. And secondly, over and above what the help that people are not getting i'm certain that you will also hear voices of people saying uh, uh, you know that uh, uh, they they uh, they are being uh, uh helped uh, and and i think just uh, as 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 as, as, as a, f- a final but yet important point the issue is not about the number of jobs that are being created the idea is not To build a community of job seekers I go into an NYDA office I'm told that of the 10 Young people who go there 8 of them are looking for a job We have to turn that pyramid around We have to have 8 young people saying Here is a business idea Not looking for a tender Not looking for some shortcut But say here is a business idea Support me and what we're saying to the NYDA uh, There's a partnership with IDC And all these other uh, you know, financial institutions We say you must never say no To a young person who say Here is a business idea Let's support that through and through We cannot celebrate uh, What, what uh, Herman Mashaba wants us to celebrate The fact that we're getting businesses The fact that we're being made in dunas In uh, uh, you know, all of this uh, uh, supermarket The fact that we're getting Substandard shopping experience And the fact that the profits which are being made are reinvested in already wealthy suburbs when we can actually make it, uh, uh, you know, ourselves in our own communities much closer. It's not better because it is uh, made in Santen. We can actually make it better in all our, uh, I mean, in in our different communities. That's the point we're trying to make with this uh, uh, article.
1: Well, we, we are out of time Tiro Makudu says uh, When the wind doesn't blow your way Adjust your sails This is as core to business Don't baby the entrepreneurs Buzwebake says Spaza shops have died long before the introduction of malls You go and buy bread with the 20 Rand note And there's no change And Sile says Are the views of uh, Minister Manamela his own Or is it a position of government Where is the Minister of Economic Development As I said, we'll have further discussions about this particular matter but thank you so much uh, to our guest this morning, uh, the Deputy Minister in the Presidency uh, Presidency, Mr. Buti Manamela, as well as her businessman and entrepreneur Herman Mashaba and to you for participating as fantastically as you always do. Production team, great work, making sure it went out loud and clear. I'll be back on Tuesday so uh, you take care until then. I'm going to have a little break and uh, Cape Town it is. And with that, it's nine o'clock and time for news with Vakshni Chetty Miller.